0: You're listening to a Leisure Moment Podcast with your host, Dietra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature.
1: I saw the cover and synopsis of Chris Ledbetter's debut novel, Drawn, and it immediately caught my attention. Several months later, we are having a casual conversation about writing the inspiration of soccer yes soccer more writing and the list goes on we've even put a twist on this casual conversation because we want to hear from you the reader and listener and get your input be sure to visit the giveaway post for the prompt and join in the discussion enjoy how are you chris
0: I am doing fabulous. How are you doing?
1: I am doing great. Thank you so much for joining a leisure moment this evening. I know we've um tried to to make this happen and I'm so glad that it's here and you have a new book that's out called Drawn. Um is is this your debut novel?
0: Uh this is my debut full-length YA. I had a I had a short a shorter um young adult historical novel. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be considered, it's more like a novella. Um, Keenest and the Quiver of Artemis. Um, I actually, uh, um, self-published it, uh, back in 2009, but this is my, my debut full length, um, YA novel.
1: And your publisher for this book, I believe it's Everteen?
0: Ever-nineteen.
1: Ever-nineteen, Ever-nineteen. Um, tell me a little bit about the inspiration for this book and let me go ahead and put the disclaimer. Of course, you know, I've already read the book a long time ago, so I'm just waiting to to post my review. I can't even right. remember how um, how I I found you online. I'm sure it's just being on social media and reached out to you and like, I've got to read this book. So tell us a well, little bit about it.
0: Well, first, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I was like so geeked out when when you contacted me because you were like the first person to ever request a a copy to to review and I mean it I was I was nervous like beyond belief um but but geeked at the same time because I was like okay this it's getting real now
1: (laughs) of course and I think you have a blog tour that's currently going on
0: I do, I do with uh Narita of um YA bound block, uh book tours.
1: Right. I, I happen to see some um just some some posts throughout Twitter and I think that's one of the, the great things with blog tours because it really gives you the opportunity To get your book out there for other readers um to hear about it and be exposed to you know thousands of people out there so um i hope that tour goes quite successfully
0: yeah i mean it's a it's a wonderful concept especially in the technological age that we're in when everybody can get out and do a a physical tour Um, you can't, you're not just going to go on a, you know, 20 city tour around, uh, the the United States. And so a way to reach, um, readers, um, way far away from you, uh, is, is through these book tours. I actually did, um, I'm coming right off of a book tour that was set up, um, by Laura Fabiani, um, New. I'll have to have to um, find her uh, Twitter thing real quick. Okay. Um, oh yeah, it's a Nuvo Writer Italy book tours. Okay. Um, at Nouveau Writer, and what she did was she she set me up with um, a lot of Italian centric blogs um, because there is uh, kind of an Italian influence. Um, in my story, so um, I found that that was another way. Again, I mean, I'm I'm reaching international readers, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was um, it's a it's a wonderful concept of the blog tour.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about um, drawn. I know your main characters are Cameron and Farah, and one of yeah. the things that really drew my attention to drawn and I probably tweeted about it a while back, I'm not sure, but winning her heart through the arts. And all three of my children are embedded in the arts, not so much the oldest one oh. now, but the younger two. My my right. middle child is just coming back from a two week, um, discovery with this the south carolina school of arts programs this is her first oh, nice. time away so you know that connection for me when i when i read the summary i thought hey this is this is something that i you know really want to read and it caught my attention um are you an artist
0: i consider myself an amateur artist like very very amateur i've um i've sketched probably since you know kindergarten or first grade i I still have memories of um, when when I was supposed to be taking a nap in second grade <laughs> back when we took naps in second grade
1: right
0: showing yeah. my age here right yeah because I'm um, like
1: second grade now it, I remember back in kindergarten
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so during nap time I would be you know drawing pictures of scoop um, Snoopy and that kind of stuff so um, but I never actually had any art classes. Um outside of whatever I took in in school um so and and mm-hmm. I would do things like um i would get i would copy more so than anything I would copy um a picture I saw on a on a a comic book cover or something like that, and then I got to where I could copy so well that I would think of the picture um i would think of the picture that I wanted to draw in my mind. And then I would go and find, let's say, about four different pictures that would make up. So I'd copy an arm from this guy and a copy a hand from this guy and mm-hmm. copy a copy you know, a leg from this guy and a face from this guy and then make it like that. So, uh, But, yeah, I've never had any formal training outside of that kind of stuff. Um, and I can't draw anywhere close to as, as well as Cameron can.
1: Well, um, I was going to ask you next, you know your main character Cameron is just the the elements of the visual arts is totally infused throughout the entire story. Yes, there is the, the romance piece there that kind of um, um, leads the way, but the visual arts is kind of what takes over. Do you find right. some of your personal experiences or just some of your experiences as a teenager embedded in Cameron's um, character?
0: Um, there are, well, I think every character I write has some pieces of me, you know? Um, and I think, I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of authors are like that in that they, you know, every character, at least every main character and, and probably some side characters, but every main character is probably, you know, has all kinds of pieces of the author, uh, embedded. And so, um, but I mean, to 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 kind of reach back to your earlier question about um, how did I pick you know the arts mm-hmm. as well, as kind of the, the centerpiece? And mm-hmm. I mean, I I hadn't seen it done before, mm-hmm. um, and so I just wanted to I wanted to look for a different type of story, you know, a story that 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 wasn't your your typical. Uh, I mean, I I didn't, I wasn't looking for any, it it ended up being somewhat paranormal, Um, but that, that was, I I guess I just started out where here's this guy, he's not a football jock. He's not a, you know, he's not a science or math whiz or anything like that. And so um, I figured art would be, and and, and art kind of has its own subculture that I, i in some ways wanted to tap into I mean there there, there are a lot of visual artists out there and uh, people who write comics and draw comics and in, in, in fact comics um, whether being read or seen on the big screen I think is making a um, or is having a bit of a renaissance you know so yes, it is. Um, I wanted to kind of tap into that too
1: you, you mentioned very briefly the paranormal part. And I must say that that is, you know, I'm cruising along. I'm reading. I'm, I'm getting into the characters' lives, um, just picturing myself in their ce- in their scenes. And then, yes, it, it does take a twist. And we're not going to spoil it, of course, for listeners. But it takes a huge twist that I never saw coming is you know for the writing process for you was that outlined you know because we're starting off really at a realistic fiction type point and then it changes Mm -hmm. did you know you were going in a in a slightly different direction in that middle piece okay okay
0: absolutely that was that was that that was was part of the concept from the very beginning
1: so that was planned and a good plan yeah. it was
0: <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you, but again that was that was me trying to come up with something different, something that hadn't necessarily been done um, and so I, I hope it I hope it came across um effectively
1: with your with your Um, the concept of embedding so much of the visual arts piece into the, and I'm going to say into the action of the story. Did you have to go a little bit further than your own experiences or have you um, reached out to other artists or research?
0: um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually did a, a fair, fair amount of research um, I mean, I knew, like, I know what it's like to hold the pencil in your hand and and make the make the movements and the sketches. But at the same time, for somebody who who is really really deep into the the artistic culture, there are certain terminology they use and there are certain techniques that they use. And so, I really did have to go a bit beyond my own knowledge and research uh, terminology and techniques and. Um, I mean, I've I've done some of the techniques without knowing what the names were, mm-hmm. and for me to make Cameron and Mr. Cassisi, um and all those guys believable, they had to talk the lingo. They had to talk the talk. So right. um, there 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 was a, a bit of research I had to kind of go through. Um, like for instance, I remember watching a YouTube video um, where a guy was painting. That led mm-hmm. me into the the scene with um Cameron fair at the beach, mm-hmm. and I remember you know looking at and trying to look at what kind of brush is he using and you know is is it a one inch brush is it a you know is it a is it a bristle brush or a, this other kind of brush foam brush or you know how do you paint watercolor because I don't paint at all <laughs> i I sketch but okay. a little, but mm-hmm. I don't paint at all so.
1: Well, and and tell us a little bit about the writing process for you. So you've done a little bit of, well, a lot of research um, in regards to some of those specific pieces that you just mentioned. Now, when we're talking about the actual writing portion, are you the type that, you know, needs to really um, sit down, write, or do you reach out to, to other writers for input, for feedback? Do you give your book to someone and say, hey, have at it and let me know what oh. you think. What's the process oh. like
0: for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, so it, to to kind of go back to um, art terminology, and I, I even use this terminology when I tell people, you know, my process is my I always start writing by sketching out the characters who are involved and the action they're performing. That's that's my that's my first pass writing, exercise, okay. mm-hmm. and then I go back later on and add in the foreground and the background and the color and the context and the all. Mm-hmm. so that that to me really describes my writing process. I do the same thing. I write down who who's doing what, and then I'll go back in and I'll I'll write I'll look at you know the put as many senses as I can put into the scene. Um, I'll look at um, you know the the emotional quotient of the scene, um, what the scene is about, and and what it means, and did I achieve that, and what's the goal, um, and then yeah. So once I get done with it, uh, with the whole thing, uh, and I've been involved in um, critique groups uh, or a crit- a major critique group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually mm-hmm. based. Um, it's based in Nevada. Um, with some people that I met at um, writing conferences. Um, and what we would do is like every two weeks, we would send in a chapter and then you would critique whoever sent in that week and they would critique yours and send it back to you and, and you'd roll on. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm more to the point where I'll, I'll just write the whole thing out and when I get done with it, I have a few uh, beta readers that I'll send the whole thing to and, and, and get their feedback on it. And we those beta readers are uh, absolutely invaluable.
1: And, and I think that it's it's nice to be able to have a beta reader, one that you can trust, because it's something that you hold close and dear to your heart for a very long time through that writing process. And I'm sure it's kind of hard to, to let it go, but when you're letting it go to someone who you know is going to give you um, good feedback and honest feedback, I'm sure that that's what truly counts.
0: It, it is, it is. And sometimes the the feedback that you get is harsh, mm-hmm. you know, meaning... Meaning, I mean, this is this is your darling that you handed off to them, and then they're coming back with, "No, that doesn't work," right. or "You need to change this," or whatever it is. And and I mean, in this business, I think you really have to have a thick skin as far as that's concerned because nobody is nobody is out to get you. You know what I mean? It's, right. it Everybody, everybody that that is in my circle of of beta readers or whatever they anything they say is meant to make the story better or stronger. And so, um, I mean, you, you really do have to, or I really do um, have to kind of look at everything and say, well, there's no matter what I think about it, I'm, I'm too close to it. It's like playing checkers and you can't see the jumps, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I, I really, I really enjoy the process of getting feedback from my critique partners and, and beta readers and, and being able to take that and, and kind of polish the stone a little bit more.
1: Well, tell us is drawn a standalone or do you have some other things in the works?
0: Well, no, actually um, it is. I, I conceived it actually as a, as a two book um, kind of deal. I just basically, uh, where I'm at, I, I can only get one book uh, accepted at a time, so I'm mm-hmm. working on book two at the moment. Okay. I'm probably about a third of the way through it. Okay. Um, I hope to have book th- book two done and off to beta readers by the end of July. That's awesome. So, um, but yeah, I um, I, I and and I think the way I the way I'm ending book two. There could possibly be a, a book three, but you you never want to just, you know, wear out your welcome. So
1: <laughs> I, I understand. So right now, kind of like, I've heard a lot of people use the terminology duology.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've heard exactly. duology
1: recently and I'm like, okay. So instead of a trilogy, duology.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, A lot, a lot of people, you know, because I've actually heard, um, just kind of in random readings and talking to people that there's a bit of a fatigue, uh, regarding reader fatigue regarding trilogies. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, that may be one of those things that you take with a grain of salt. Um, but at the same time, it also seems like, you know, duologies and standalones are kind of making more of a resurgence. Um, but it, you know, I think, um, I think, as an author and as a reader, even even though people might not be, uh, even though um, there might be a, a certain fatigue with, with trilogies, and that may even come from where mm-hmm. you read the first one, mm-hmm. and it's so good, and then you have to wait like two years before the next one comes out, and it's Sorry. like, oh my God, right? right. right. And I was
1: gonna say that piece that you just mentioned is going to make a great topic, so I, if you don't mind, I'm gonna have to use that as a topic piece for communication Absolutely. and collaboration amongst our readers because and see what everybody's thinking because for me, I'm probably one of those people if I have to wait a full year or a little over a year. I mean, I get depressed. I get tired. Right, right, and, right. And yeah. then by the time it comes out, I kind of, sort of have to reread the, fir- the the previous one to make sure I'm on the right track.
0: And right, and and so many people <laughs> actually, when they hear, "Oh, this person got a three book deal," wait, great, I'll just wait till all three of them are done, and then I'll start reading. <laughs>
1: I used to be that person. I used to be that person <laughs> where I needed to read them all at one time. But now right. as, you know, as a blogger and you become more and more not dependent, but you have a reading schedule and you try to right. to read based on when, when items are getting ready to, to be published, you know, I can't wait until until right. the next one comes out. But yeah, that's that's a good topic for um for our listeners and readers the next time.
0: And I would I would love to hear, you know, what just the, the lay reader that's not part of the industry, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a blogger or a reviewer or you know, just somebody who loves reading books. I'd love to hear what they think about, you know, standalones versus series cuz series are still all the rage, you know. As long as the author can kind of turn them out on a on a regular schedule, right? Um, you know, there are people still love series where it's not necessarily a trilogy, and it's you know four or five or six books, and they'll they're pining for the next one, right? So,
1: well, um, Chris, I know that something is coming up within about 15 minutes and I'm going to go ahead and let you laugh at. I'm going to go ahead and let you laugh at me because the funny part is I had to ask my husband I was like, okay, is that like uh, what is that, baseball?
0: No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. No, you didn't. I was like, is that baseball? And he gave me such an such a funny look that I knew I was wrong and the sad thing about it is that my oldest just recently, not recently, I guess two or three months ago, just came back from a small spring break study to London. And he is okay. majoring in um, communications. And a part of that was sports journalism. So they went to a lot of soccer matches. The, it was just okay. really, and it was soccer focused. And so I guess that's why I got the stares as if you don't know what's going on tonight. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) And Dietra, I'm going to need you to get in front of your TV girl um, (laughs) because they're going to need all the help they can get tonight.
1: Okay, so I will be there cheering. I may have a book in my hand on the side, but I'll be there cheering. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, it was just so cool talking to you. I really hope you weren't nervous. I hope I made the whole atmosphere um, (laughs) casual enough.
0: Well, it, it, you you did. You did a, a very good job of um, putting my knees in. Yes, I was nervous. But...
1: <laughs> well, guess what? Couldn't tell one bit at all. Okay? Well, thank you. Okay. Well,
0: Dietrich, thank you so much for inviting me.
1: You are most welcome, and I hope you have a fun evening. And I will That's be right. there on the couch rooting as well for Team USA. That's
0: right. Okay, take <laughs> thank you care. So much. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. You
1: too. Bye. Bye.
0: We want to thank all our listeners again. Check us out at aleisuremoment.com. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And check out our new YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Have a good one.